This is AZ Power Girl, Karen Nicole, and I am here with... Alfred Trujillo. And you are listening to Top 5 Comics Podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Top 5 Comics, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. Today with us from the far reaches of space, we have the Orange Ranger, Seafish Dynamite, Ross. Hi. Seafish <laughs> Dynamite. We have the Yellow Ranger. Curtis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wade. Go. <laughs> we have the Yellow Ranger. Boomerang Psychopath McGee. <laughs> Curtis. Hello. <laughs> we have the Black Ranger, Master of Disguise, Black Snow Leopard, Mike. What's up? We've got the Green Ranger, Specialist of Speedy Results, Sloth Typhoon. Hi. Barry. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the Red Ranger, Psychopath Baboon Flipper, CBS. Like it was like a science project from the fair. <laughs> Does he sell baboons? <laughs> Buy them cheap and then no. flip them? <laughs> he runs them behind them and grabs their back legs and puts them in the hands. <laughs> it's like a catapult poo thrower. <laughs> <laughs> it's a devastating attack. <laughs> All you see is a red ass. You don't know who's either. <laughs> and the Gold Ranger, Sea Skipper Magoo, Rob. Hi. It's a really long roll call whenever that goes out. Red Ranger, Psycho Monkey Tosser. Andreasa, <laughs> <laughs> Baboon Tosser. Yes. Mm. Harder. <laughs> and Britain Tosser means something else. So it's much more hilarious. In Britain, they're really confused. <laughs> Why is he doing that to a monkey? <laughs> That must be one jerk of a monkey. Jerk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, well. Give, give him a hand. Is, All right. I don't think you that want is. him to after. Oh. <laughs> well, you, be careful what you touch. Not the baboon tosser. Oh my god. You really got to do that by yourself, but when you got a monkey, hey, her game. You know, it's all about teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> all about teamwork. You are good at using tools. Oh my god, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Man, that's uh wow. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I don't even know what order we do this stuff in. It's hot. Uh it's true. Um, okay, so today we're doing episode. Uh, do we do books first or episode first? Episode. Episode. Yeah, okay, so we're doing episode number sixty-three. I haven't been here for a while, so you can tell me. That's what we're waiting for. This the the effect noise from Curtis. With the effect. I'm suffering. When, when he's not here, it's a really blood. problem. I way too much. Yeah, all right. Okay, so episode 63. Uh, yeah. All right, so today, book-wise, we're doing... Uh, Jaws freaking me out over there, man. Uh, that's not the name of the book. You afraid of Jaws? <laughs> a little bit. I don't go in the water. Who is it? I need a bigger boat. That's why I don't use the toilet. <laughs> well, that's messy. Okay, so uh, today, books... God, man. There's water in the toilet. Yeah, I know. Water. I understand why, sir. I understand. It doesn't make sense, but I understand. I'll make dollars. Yeah. Instead of sense. God, you shut up. All right. So we're doing Bombshells number one from DC Comics. 
Oh my god. Uh, Guardians of Nowhere, number two. Gear and Bones, number one, from uh, Guardian Knight Comics. And Justice League Gods and Monsters, number one. And Deadly Class, number... Fifteen. Fifteen. From Image Comics. I said it, That's the same thing. Okay. You, you grit your teeth and do it all you like. <laughs> you grit your teeth and take it. It's <laughs> better. I like that. All right. So, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> now we got past that. Um, <laughs> man. Ross, you, let's get a little bit of news from Ross and the dog pile. Damn it! <laughs> we had some uh, some pretty good news this week that I think we're all going to be pretty happy about. What's that, Ross? They announced that uh, Constantine is coming back in Arrow. See, and that's freaking awesome. And it's the same actor and everything. Right. I thought it was only going to be a one-off, though. Yeah, I bet he'll be in more than one episode. Even if they're saying that, I'm no, sure. No, I, I, I enjoy the Constantine. Yeah. I don't know why they're cheapening the character by putting him on Arrow. I guess if he can't have his own show, then better you know, have him in something else. I'd rather have nothing. Man, that's wrong. I'd rather no, man. You're just saying that to be bastard. You're just saying that to be mean. It's hurtful words, sir. But speaking of the Arrow, oh. Stephen Amell was on Raw, WWE Raw. Awesome. Jumped in the ring and tackled Stardust. And Freaking great. Threw a couple punches. So I like then at the end, uh, he approached Triple H and said, I want this to happen. So he's going to be in the ring at SummerSlam. Which is awesome. Which is the 23rd. 23rd of? This month. August? Yeah. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Super excited about and that. And he posted a picture of him on the actual top rope with knee pads and wrestling gear on. Oh, that's cool. I haven't so seen that. He's working toward it. But nice. he said it's only going to be a one-time deal. So Right, huh? So be it. But I think it's going to be cool. Heck yeah, man. Hopefully he'll be in green for his ring attire. You know, if he wasn't, it'd be weird. Well, it's only Stephen Amell. I know. know. Well, yeah, but... But, uh, what's his name? Stardust? Yeah. Has been saying Emerald Archer and well, telling people everybody's to be his been, hero. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's been calling him the Green Arrow. He told Truth, our truth that uh, you felled this city. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's awesome. <clears throat> he's been playing that up pretty good. Yeah, I think that'll be cool. Well, he's super stoked about it, too. Like, he's put up a bunch of videos, like, on the way to Raw that night. He put up part of his car drive with, I guess, what, whatever the dude is that hangs out that drives in between places. You know what I'm thinking? Huh. He may like it. Cody Rhodes is a big comic book fan. Oh. Who plays Stardust. That's cool. He's a huge comic book fan. He's also a big uh, uh, Zelda fan. Oh, okay. So he's, he's into that culture. So he's really stoked about it. I just don't know if a Mel is that big of a fan or if he's getting paid to do it. Yeah, it's hard to say. Either way, but. I think it's going to be good for both of them. Yeah. But. Well, no, Mill's definitely a bro-bro type guy. I mean, he's all about the Blue Jays, and goes, he's gone out of his way to make, like, to try to get guys on the Blue Jays, like, more no, noticed more into All-Star games and stuff. So talking about baseball? Baseball. All, he's in the baseball, hockey, and wrestling. I thought he was talking about birds, so. Well, the birds are the team. How can you get a baseball. new Blue Jay? It's not... <laughs> They're really small. It's hard. They, he's right. They are. This Blue Jay's named Sam. He's got a tattoo. <laughs> Leave Sam alone. We call him BJ. Or you give him bread. <laughs> you know why, Barry? Because he's a Blue Jay. No, B hyphen J A Y, Barry. Come yeah. on now. 
Mm-hmm. Use your hand. I mean your head. <laughs> I don't think that's the same. Okay, we're going to stop. <laughs> All of you. Not but, HJ. I didn't do anything. I don't think he will not. Mike, you're fine still. We'll Whatever, DF. Next. <laughs> I'm guilty by association, I guess. That's, well, yeah, it happens. You're sitting on that side of the room, mister. Shut your FM. <laughs> Field manual? Yes. yes. <laughs> Very good. Man. Did you say very good? Yes. <laughs> very good. Steve Bad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, out of control. We have fun here. It's Stop true. It's very yeah, really it's true. So, Steve, I like. I don't watch the Arrow, but. Right. I think it's kind of cool when they get somebody like that involved with wrestling. I mean, wrestling. I'll shut up. <laughs> well, like all this stuff, he he, he kind of, at least from what I've gathered from Stephen Mill in the, few, in the short time that he's been sort of a name now, the dude's very like about his fan following in general, and he sends he puts out all kinds of random like pictures from the set, weird videos from the set. Like the dude just goes out of his way to be like a bro. It's freaking weird. Yeah, but like, you got a man crush on him. Well, that's true too. I do a little bit of one. He's a cool guy. <laughs> He, I mean, he is. Well, from you know. what I've heard, he, he, he makes himself a little more accessible to people. Right. Oh, uh, he was in Raw. He was in the front row. You couldn't see any security around him. Well, that's, uh, that's cool, he too. He was by himself, it looked like, unless the security was in regular clothes. Right. So. Well, you never know. I mean, as far as that's concerned, and, and from what he said, at least, on the ride down, he's always liked watching wrestling, and he's been a fan, so he's super excited to just, in general, be able to go. So, I th- I think but you know how 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 much of that's true? You know, I suspect it's kind of cheap that they were making it a comic book angle, though. But I because think it's only because of what he is. They have Neville, who's the man that Gravity forgot, and they're kind of making him like a superhero. And they have these fake covers that they flash, and huh. they show like the highlights in comic book panels. Well, that's interesting. So they're they're filming that comic book wise to bring him into it. Gotcha. They also showed Stardust ripping up a Green Arrow comic. <laughs> so, I think that was kind of cool. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. I'm a geek for that stuff, though. No, that's, that's good, man. Well, we've had other, like, star types appear in things. I mean... Yeah, I, they had Mr. T. Mr. T. Oh, well, Misfits. What? Misfits did wrestling for a while. They, yeah, in the Juggalo scene, I think. Did they? Yeah. I thought they were in just regular wrestling. No, no, I don't know There's different indie... There's different, yeah, there's different uh, companies, no. groups. But, like, <clears throat> Hugh Jackman did something at once. I don't think he ever wrestled. No, he, he slapped uh, Dolph Ziggler, I think. Okay. I think he actually broke his jaw. That's crazy. Yeah, because he didn't pull his punch. Oh, man. But he slapped him. He even did, um, Zack Ryder was in the ring with him. He never did, like, the wrestling portion. Right. Not like Mr. T. Right, not, not actual. Um, okay. Or Mike Tyson, even. Oh, man. So. How did Mr. Mike Tyson one? That was Jeez. the DX stuff. That was a while uh, back. Okay. Stone he got Cold. Stone Cold's face. And then he, he turned his back on Stone Cold and then turned his back on DX. Huh. And then we had, of course, Donald Trump who was around. They had okay. a Herbis versus Herbis. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. There's been several basketball players like you know, Dennis Rodman, Rodman was in there. Carl I remember. Rodman. I remember Charles Rodman. Barkley. I don't remember Barkley, but I remember Rodman. Even the what's his name, Malone. Kevin Green, who was a football player back in the day. Yeah, he uh. was big part of it. But he would he was still playing football, and they actually put in his contract when he signed for Carolina Panthers that he could no longer pr- participate in professional wrestling. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Because he, he would go in and just help people and 
it was pretty he was cool. trained to do stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. I liked him a lot. Huh. Well, they yeah. what's that uh, Federline dude? He he got. K-Fed? Yeah, he got he got involved. He yeah, got was, supposedly got jacked we're, up. We're you know, about. the dark times. We don't talk about yeah, the dark well, times. He, you know, he deserves what he gets. But huh. let's get the lower card names of celebrities <laughs> and see if they'll come on. <clears throat> I think you just wrote the next five years worth of WWF stories. Have you watched it lately? WWE. Oh my bad. Okay. WWE. So you're gonna get sued. My, I don't want to get sued. I know. Why Sorry, World Wildlife Federation. Right, oh, the one with the panda bear, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you have panda bear wrestling? No, Ross. Dude, that's they... just death. Yeah. That's not really wrestling, that's just mauling. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean people wrestling panda bears. I mean, no, panda, panda bears wrestling, wrestling each other. Bears. Bad. Death. Yeah. You need to work on the science there, Ross, because panda bears, they're getting tired of wrestling for our amusement. <laughs> so much so that they don't even want a couple. <laughs> Which is sad. Yeah, that's true. They're just like, we're just going to have to death match. For your entertainment. For you. It's a sad day. Did we run out of news? Yeah. <laughs> well, we just got sidetracked. What else what you got on there, Ross? Uh, in other TV news, same okay. same kind of caliber. Just, I guess uh, they showed Jay Garrick in The Flash. They put up a poster of Jay oh. Garrick Flash with Barry Allen. That's cool. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I have not, I've been off the net for a long time. I haven't seen any of that. Well, they also cast somebody for Mandel Savage. Did they? Oh yeah, they and I think they cast Doctor Light for and, uh, Arrow Hawkman too. too. They cast him. Yeah, because they got a lot of cool characters coming in. I get it sounds like. Um, just found out a couple minutes ago that DC's variants for November are uh, Looney Tunes. I yeah. guess. <clears throat> I think Tim Seeley was the one that brought it to my attention. Yeah. Because he sent out a tweet with the Grayson cover, and it's got Grayson. Holding the drum that Porky Pig jumps out of, uh-huh. and it's Porky Pig coming out of the drum. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So, yeah, I think we all like the uh, Robin Son of Batman one. That one and, and the Dark Knight. The Detective Comics. Yeah, yeah that one was with cool. Tweety and Sylvester. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the the Daffy Duck one with all the villains behind him and he was reading. That one wasn't as cool. But no, yes. but that one was cool. Yeah, too. that was. <laughs> they added yet another okay. cast member to the Superman-Batman movie, too, I heard. Did they? Barbara Gordon. Oh, I hadn't heard that yet. But Babs they, is going to be in it? Yeah, they didn't say whether it was going to be as Batgirl or Oracle. Or, oh, that's right. I heard some rumblings about that. So, I mean, how many look how many characters they have in that now? Seven. <laughs> I, mean, been, uh, I have a feeling that they'll be brush-past type things, not like... Yeah. Anything that's well, if they the used top. her like more of a role. I mean, since this is like Batman is like later in his career or whatever, supposedly maybe they'll they'll throw her in the Oracle role, which would be kind of cool. Interesting, if they went that way, but based I don't know on if they way, are or not. Yeah, based on the way the comics are, I don't think we'll see that happen, just because of what they're doing in the books now. Um, yeah, it looks like that the guy that cast for uh, Vandal Savage is a Danish actor, Caster Crump. Hmm. I don't Caster Crump. Uh, Casper, oh. like the guy. <clears throat> but he, is he part of the clumps? Uh, you know, I don't think so. He doesn't have the right affiliation for that. Doesn't have the right name for it. No, <laughs> that's that what you're gonna tell me. Well, <clears throat> Crump versus Clump. Yeah, is the artist in an L. Hercules, Hercules. It's a totally different <laughs> thing. Man, Ross, got anything else over there? Uh, we've seen some Jesus. cool new stuff for Star Wars too. Not really anything new, but just closer images of the villain and 
some of the stormtroopers and that kind of thing. And they uh, they put out more information about the Solo Han Solo movie. Oh, interesting. Too. Like cool. It's going to be young Han Solo. How young? Like before uh, New Hope. Oh, no, who? <laughs> For a new who? Hey, hey. And it's being uh, done by the guys that did the Lego movie and 21 Jump Street. And okay. I forgot their names. It's okay. They were gonna they were gonna do the animated Spider Man movie too, but I, I don't think that one is ever gonna that. come out. I don't know. Uh, ever since the weird Sony quote unquote leak thing, yeah, a bunch of weird things shift over there. Um, but yeah, young Han Solo movie. I'm thinking they're probably gonna do flashbacks, so I think they're probably gonna have like Harrison Ford as old Han Solo have flashbacks to. Huh. Okay. That's just my guess. That's not like any information no, no, yeah. or anything, but. I think Han Solo would sell itself. They don't need her support. Yeah. More than likely. So, um, didn't we, I don't know if this is a for sure thing or not, but the uh, director for Star Wars 2, didn't he get pulled? Oh, uh, the guy from, uh, Fantastic Four? From Fantastic Four and from, uh, Chronicle? Joshua Trunk? Trunk, yes. Yeah, he's not, I don't know how new that is, though. Like he's, I don't think that was the second one. I think that was going to be a standalone that he was going to. It might have been. There was He was scheduled to do some Star Wars movie, and, and at this point he is no longer doing a Star Wars He was movie. doing Rogue One. Is that what it was? I think. Well, I hope that movie's not just done now. I doubt it. Star Wars. Yeah, but at the same time. It's a juggernaut. That's true. So. It's not the guy that breaks walls. Same thing. Same Disney. Mm. Yeah. Smashes stuff. Does whatever they like. I mean, Disney's gonna do like a Mickey Mouse version, or Marvel is now. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, is if they'll do their own thing for that, now that DC's done Looney Tunes, if Disney will do, like, Mickey Mouse for oh, no. Marvel. Oh, yeah, man. What? Uh, I like the Looney Tunes way better than I've ever liked Disney stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just wondering. I, I don't think it's a good idea, yeah, necessarily. When we, when we first found out about the whole Disney-Marvel thing, I remember one of the things I said was, as long as we don't get Disney, Wolverine hanging out with Mickey Mouse, at this point we might have a covers of that. That makes me sad inside, a little bit. It was always a possibility. Uh, yes, I think DC's always had um, Warner Brothers. No, the Duck. Uh, Daffy Duck. Duck Rogers. Yeah. Duck Dodgers. Is the, mm. He's always been. A but that's, this is a different thing, man. That's. Well, yeah. He's the Green Lantern. Yeah, it's different. That's Warner kind Brothers of its has always been part of. Thing. Yeah. I know. That's mm. what I'm saying. That's different. Why are you fighting me? We're talking about the same thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Aren't we? I don't. I no. It's no. I think we're yeah. What, what, what are you talking? Because I'm saying Disney, Disney Marvel not is not the about same about yeah. I'm you're talking, talking about DC and Warner Brothers. Right. They've always been that way though. I know. That's what I'm saying. I think. I, I think, think that somewhere in there you we're confused about what's happening. No. Yeah. Because I was talking about Marvel. I stopped Disney. talking about Marvel. Yeah, and you switched over to DC. To, 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 to DC. God, my words are to DC, well, and I was like, mix? yes. <laughs> to DC, and I was like, well, that's different, because the Warner Brothers DC connection has oh, been there for a long time. That's pretty normal. I figured huh? that was what was happening. How this long has those... that been there? I oh. thought it was fairly, I mean... The, the Warner Brothers Disney? Warner Brothers and DC, yeah. It's been around since before the Michael Keaton Batman movie. Yeah. It, wasn't remember... it, it was in the 80s sometime, though, wasn't it? Probably. I would assume so without knowing that date. Yeah, I think so. 
That's a political. I think I think it's inevitable it for. I'm gonna, run, I'm gonna run for Congress for Disney and Marvel to have. That's gonna be stupid. Though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I can see. I can see. Well, Daffy Duck and Green Lantern for some reason. I can see that working. Right. I can't see the Hulk and what's a Disney character? Donald Duck, Goofy. I can't see the Hulk and Goofy together. No. Mm-hmm. Although I could see Mickey as the Hulk. They no. Both, they both just wear pants. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there for a minute Daffy would work, but then I was like, man, no, Daffy doesn't even wear pants. Yeah, he just wears a shirt. It's he just freaks out and he's totally naked. It would be nuts. It would be not okay. Is there, a do- is there a dog in Warner Brothers? Yeah, that uh, sheep dog. There's the the dumb one that hunts the Chicken uh, Bugs Bunny. That's not a dog. That's a coyote. There's, there's a, a dumb dog too. Who's there? He's really yeah. He's real dense. Yeah. Are you talking about the one that hunts the chicken hawk? Which one are you talking about? I know the one he's talking guy. with the long hair where he has to lift up to see. Yeah. That's yeah. a sheep dog. Yeah. 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 There, there, there's a dog that hunts the chicken hawk, too. There's the dog that's yeah. with uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. yeah the, and the then there's dog, uh, yeah. Granny's dog, because she has the dog in Sylvester Tweedy. Oh, right. right. Bulldog. The bulldog. Yeah. But the only one that's really a main character is <laughs> the sheep dog. Yeah. So yeah. I have the sheep dog and crypto. <laughs> That'd be cool. No? That would be cool. <laughs> That'd be that weird. was a long way to go. Team up. That was I don't. Giant. I don't think yeah. action Looney Tunes really has a big dog character. No. They have dog characters. They just don't have any that are like yeah. main characters. Hmm. We gonna have the Roadrunner and the Black Canary. I don't know what exactly we're trying to do now. <laughs> they have, uh, one of the variants is the Flash with Roadrunner. Oh really? Flash and Speedy Gonzales and the Roadrunner. Yippa, yippa, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why in my head the two things don't work the same. Uh, I don't mean, know. Do you like Warner Brothers cartoons better than you like Disney? I don't think I. I don't think I have a preference either direction. I mean, I like this, seriously. Character wise, there's characters I like on both sides. I like Donald Duck just fine. I think he's hilarious. But I also think Daffy's hilarious. So. I always thought that Disney was more safe. They did more safe cartoons, whereas Warner Brothers is like, I'm going to hit this guy in the face and it's going to knock it all the way around. Uh, Just like real life. I'm going to shoot Daffy in the face (laughs) and his beak's going to fly backwards. Right. And uh, also like some of the not quite as politically correct cartoons that they've had that they've, you know. Well, yeah, but that was the sign of the times. Right, that was in both. Disney still didn't do it, though. No. Yeah. Oh no, they had some steam stuff going on. I think early was, Disney had some. Yeah, pretty, it definitely did. And they both came from the same place at the beginning, so. Yeah. yeah. Song of the South is still banned. It's true. He's got a point. So, yeah, I think both of them had it, just, but like you said, Song of the Times, man. It's, I think Warner, like Looney Tunes, has always stuck to more like slapstick comedy, and Disney's let their Mickey Mouse stuff go more towards. Like family friendly family stuff. Friendly stuff yeah. Although the new Mickey Mouse cartoons have been more Looney Tunes like, I'd say. Yeah, the ones we watched on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, those are pretty damn good. They they're on TV, but we watched them all on they had, uh, YouTube. Who was a zombie? Was it Goofy? Goofy. Goofy was a yeah, zombie. Yeah, I saw yeah, Russia that, that stuff was cool. Heck yeah. Made by uh one of the directors for Samurai Jack and oh, that's cool. Dexter's Lab and stuff. I remember you telling me that, that like who did it. But now they can't do that crap. They yeah. can't. They can't do all the bad stuff for kids' cartoons. And they got Phineas and Ferb. That crap mm. like that. Yeah. It's terrible. 
Yeah. Terrible cartoons. There's a lot of terrible cartoons out there, man. Like, Cartoon Network's full of them. There's yeah, terrible cartoons. Too, man. Yeah, like one in a stack of 30. You throw a rock and you're going to hit something terrible. I, I, I think the last good cartoon I watched, like from a child perspective, was uh, Our Real Monsters. Anybody remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember With that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Ross, you got any more news over there? I think that's it. You're all me. tapped out. They did confirm that they're going to do a remaster remake of Resident Evil 2. So that should be coming in from Japan soon. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I just seen that. It doesn't. It doesn't even look like they're going to adhere to any of the like known plot lines for two. So it's going to be like a whole different part of that Raccoon City. Assault, I guess. So. Oh, raccoon cool. City isn't a city of raccoons, unfortunately, though. No. <laughs> Ross got checked the first time he went there. Yeah. yeah. You're he's like, like zombie raccoons? Like it'll be fun. <laughs> he gets there and it's a mess. I had dreams of all these glowing eyes over the top of trash cans. Stealing trash the whole time. <laughs> well, they're playful. They're, they're Going playful. in doggy doors. Of... <laughs> <laughs> you know you can use a doorknob, but I'm used to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal for me. Inconspicuous. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I guess that's that's in the works. That's going to be coming out. And then for my own personal news, I did finally release the blackout on the new Kamen Rider series, which is going to be Kamen Rider Ghost. This looks pretty cool. Have they released like a shot of the? They rider? did. They released does a shot of the cool? rider. He does. He looks really cool. His belt looks weird though. Is he like? He's very plastic. Ornamental looking. Uh, still like practical. No, he looks a little bit more practical, except for that he's got like a jacket, like a have you seen it? like a writing mm-hmm. jacket. Uh, Does he have a card thing, or is it just? Doesn't look like it. His belt actually looks like it has an eyeball on it. That's weird. Yeah. So they're re- they're rebooting this series. No, Kevin Ryder has gone on since 1964. How old was the one you were watching the other day? Uh, that was 1978. Wow. Yeah, I think the first one was 71. Mm, I probably correctly. something like that. Yeah. 71, 61, something like that. Yeah, um, so... Yeah, it's been around for a long time. And they don't do a new writer every year, but pretty close. So, the last two have been kind of crazy with the um, Yume and Drive. Is that him? Yeah, but that's like a weird drawing. Right. Even. But yeah, that's that's the one. They had a big blackout on him for so a while. So there's only one writer. No. There's um, like a group of them? I don't, I don't know a whole lot about okay, it. Okay, so Cameron so Reiner, as it's gone, is every year, basically, there's a, there's a new writer. And some of them are connected and some of them aren't. The first ten all existed at least in the same world. And they would actually have crossovers with each other where... Oh, so it's you not, know, a, not like a Power Ranger type thing. It's no, no, typically it's just one, one character. After the first ten, though... We leave, like, the Takagawa area, and then we start going into the Henshin era. And from there, like, each series is almost like its own world. So it's just one writer and his adventures, and the next series is one writer his adventures. And they only cross over in movies up till Decade, which was somewhere in 2000. So hmm. His belt's called the Ghost Driver. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah, they had like a big block where they weren't going to release any information for uh, several months, and they just lifted that. So he's got a sword, too, called the Gun Gun Saber. Sweet. (laughs) And then a Spectre's Gun Weapon, which is the Gun Gun Hand. 
Like every every series is a bit different, and the things that happen uh, can be like the the stuff that can change your hero and the way the story can be told can be so drastically different between series. It's almost like it's a whole other thing. So like this is going to be supernatural. The one before it was cars. So they actually had like the character had like a tire wrapped around his midsection. That was ridiculous. And he'd be able to change his equipment based on like cars and stuff that were around him or types of things. I was hoping um, you were going to say he could roll around. No, I don't think he could actually drive on on himself. Oh, when they had, one of them had the spoiler on the back of his helmet. Yeah, I think that's drive actually has the spoiler. Uh, Gume was just before that. And Gume is actually like fruit based. So our main character looks like a samurai, but when he calls his armor, it's an orange that falls out of the sky and lands on him and breaks apart and becomes his armor. Is so, that yeah, that's Ghost. So I'm excited. That's gonna be cool. It's gonna be several. I hate the shoulder pads. It's gonna be probably a couple of years before we get it done. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. Well, how many? How oh, many it looks cool. How many episodes do they? I like the hood though. Do the they do in a cool. year? Like, is it? They're massive. They so got do thirty-six listed. Thirty-six listed. Yeah. They do upwards to like 50, 60 episodes. And they're it's like half hour, hour. Yeah, about half hour to an hour episodes. Yeah. If you if you, I don't know how they do their TV compared to how we do it here. They do it way better than we do. They do a long season, that's for sure. Uh, I think the original one was almost 90 episodes. There was 172 on two discs for the first for one. First season one. So Yeah, the shortest one I've seen is actually 23 episodes, and that was supposed to be Amazon, which is evidently got canceled because it was too violent. So. No, the first one, I think, I think you would like it, Mike. Because it's, it's not, you don't have to think too much, and that's kind of your cup of tea. <laughs> But I think, and I don't mean that it's a bad thing. You know what I'm going to say, right? Yeah, G-F-Y. Yeah, yes. I got it. Okay. That's what I hear. <laughs> no, it's... it's uh, I didn't have to work for that. I enjoy yeah. it. I, I like the practical looking stuff. <laughs> and then what it's progressed into. I don't like the plasticky, fashiony, whatever bullcrap. But their practical effects, they got little... Miniaturized bikes that blow up all the time. It's hilarious and awesome. no, I never, got, I never got into the Power Rangers. Never, never, ever, mm. ever. I never liked it. Well, they didn't like you, so well, they know. There you go. And I didn't get into the even the cartoons like the Voltron or whatever. I didn't get into no, that. Either. None of that. The only reason I would like Kamen Rider is because of Rob. As I beat it into his head. Sad enough. It's true, but it was worth it. There you go. Don't, don't, that's not how you beat something <laughs> in my head. Now, back in the day when I was. A little little guy. I remember seeing those uh, toys in the store, and they were huge. Or um, Shogun Warriors. I remember that. Oh man! Those okay, look, those yeah. look badass. Yeah, that was a long time ago. They first started using plastic. Now they've been using plastic. Schmidt deserves everything he gets. Yeah. All right. Let's move into some uh, books then. I think this has gotten crazy enough for the moment. Well, that's going to be a lot of editing anyway. Why? Well, only part Sorry. of it. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. Sorry. Only part of it. <laughs> so, uh, you want to open up with, uh... What do you want to start with, Rob? You want to start with bombshells? Yeah, we can do that. We can start with bombshells. Alright, well, let's do some bombshells then. I'm going to make a butt called Bumshells. Bum <laughs> it's going to be hobos living in turtle shells. 
Oh, he's seen it pronounceable. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. So this is made by Marguerite Bennett and Savage is the artist on it, which is a fantastic artist, by the way. But this book was meant to be told as a digital first comic. Right. So it's actually it's split up pacing is weird. Yeah, it's split up between three issues, and as we get to the sixth issue, we'll have all three of these stories probably wrap. Um, we actually start up with the story kind of putting uh, Batwoman, Kathy Kane, or Kate Kane, um, basically like filling the Batman role, along with being like kind of in a field of her own, or a field of their own kind of story. Well, yeah, the way she's, she's a vigilante by night, but she's also a, like a Gotham City baseball player. Yeah. Uh, begin with them in the middle of the game, and we're having kind of the stage set for this era of time where the men were off at war and women were filling in all the jobs. Um, evidently, as a part of the game, most of the players wear masks. So, but yeah, there winds up being a group of guys that kind of start attacking people in the stand, trying to rob them, and Kathy and one of her fellow ball players wind up taking out the guys and leaving them trussed up for the police to show up. Um, once again, we also see the relationship continue with Kathy Kane and the the love interest that they've had in the New 52, and sorry, her name escapes me right now. But we learn that Kate's not happy doing this. She doesn't want to be stateside. She'd rather be out fighting the war. And it's putting this kind of strain between her and her, and her girlfriend. That's because in the New 52, her dad is prior military, right? Mm-hmm. In this case, it seems like he was more like crazy safari adventure guy. Hmm. And I don't know if he's alive or not. I think they kind of like make it seem like he might be dead. Right. But she doesn't like being trapped over here. And it's kind of caused this rift between the two of them because Kathy wants more and the, the girlfriend can't understand why she's not enough. Right. And then at the very end of it, we actually get a glimpse of maybe putting Kathy into the war as Amanda Waller shows up in her like gyrocopter plane to bring her in. Is, and this Am is, is Amanda a bombshell? No. Okay. No, Amanda's more like she used to be. Big Waller. Yeah. She definitely fills out her commando pants. Nice. <laughs> that's kind of that's, that's the Waller I like. Yes. I don't know what it is about her. She's way more intimidating. Mm -hmm. So but then we make the jump and the only really way that you know that is if you're paying attention to the top where they tell you the location of where the books are to our next story, which is a bomby sky. We're having um, a bunch of uh, patrol planes and bomber planes going off to a non-specific target um, flying across the ocean. And um, the pilot is kind of musing about how, you know, oh, this should be like the Flight of the Valkyries playing with all this thunder going on around us. And before you know it, they get attacked by other enemy aircraft. And as they're fighting, we wind up having Amazons show up, flying through the sky and slashing these planes down, just bringing down both sides and of the Amazon war force. No, multiple Amazons. Including, of course, the Wonder Woman. But um, once we get after the or once we get past all the uh, the destruction of these planes, we wind up seeing them going through the wreckage on the Mascara Islands trying to find whether or not anybody survived these plane crashes. And we find Steve, know, Trevor. Steve Trevor, who, who actually has managed to survive, and kind of come to this understanding of, like, the Amazons didn't want to be a part of this war. And they're greatly, like, they don't know what is going on in the war, 
But no matter what happens, when bombs are missed or when bullets are shot, you know, they don't just fall in the ocean, they fall on the mascara too. And they wind up hurting innocents and civilians and stuff, and so that's why the Amazons went up and tore up all those planes. And so we kind of begin our story with Steve kind of starting to try to explain what's going on and explain to them, like, about the war effort or what's happening before he, like, passes out from his ordeal. The last story is actually the most interesting to me. Um, and I'm not entirely sure who the other character is. One of them is definitely Supergirl. But from what it sounds like to me, she grew up somewhere outside of Russia and has kind of like infiltrated the Russian military because they want to try to do something for the Allies. Supergirl is the second character. And the Supergirl and the second character. And they wanted getting into uh, what they call the the Black Witch unit, which is evidently like a an armed uh, aircraft unit. And they're all excited about this being the first time they're going to be able to take up their planes. Well, as soon as they start taking up the planes, we start finding out that the planes have been sabotaged and most of them start blowing up in the in the sky. And of course, Supergirl winds up saving her friend and trying to save some of the other pilots. In the end, she winds up landing again with like pieces of the plane. But the instructor sees her and basically like wants to wants to seize her, you know, wants wants to imprison her because she's got abilities that they don't know. And so like she actually I think even calls her a witch, so assigns them as traitors or terrorists. My favorite part was when you said Caesar and Caesar. Yes. That's what I liked. I really, I really liked that part. <laughs> That's a good part. I liked it a lot. <laughs> they, try to, they try to capture her. He sees her, and then they seize her. Yes. <laughs> it's two different things. He <laughs> sees her landing. It was awesome. Right. It could be. Surrender unto Caesar. What is Caesar's? Uh, yeah, <laughs> back towards the beginning. The when you seize her, seize her, seize her. Yes. Kate, Kate, Kate Kane, the, her, the girlfriend is Maggie Sawyer. That's right. So you, I couldn't think for the life could, of Yeah. Her. Since I stopped reading her it, when all that crap went down... With the writer and artist, oh, okay. and then left. Yeah, I could not remember her name. Love that story though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been really, really good. It, all the way up until the close of Batwoman, it's been really good. It's one of those books I just, it, I don't think it'll ever get the play that it deserves. But if they would have let the creators do what they wanted to, you know, how much more people would have come onto that book? Ho- hopefully, some. A lot, <laughs> guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Especially if, if different fanfare. If DC would have just backed off. And people would have saw that, hey, the creators were able to take the book in the direction they wanted to go. I think there would have been a lot more people coming on to that book. That's quite possible. I love you on a score book. You know, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, a little, it's a little jarring. But, you know, knowing that it was a digital book actually really helps. So I think that's really important for people to know. Uh, I, give it, I give it a three and a half. I love the artwork for it. Um, it's going to take a little bit more. For me to like really make a big decision on where the stories are going. But. Right. Right. Well, Mr. Curtis. More information? No. Um, I don't know. I just I don't like anthology stories. A lot of the time. Right. This one seems like it's not finished, but I'm assuming they're going to finish up these stories. And right. As it stands, I'll give it a three. Okay. I like the art a lot. I like Marguerite Bennett's writing. Um, I just don't like the colored bombshells. 
Right. I don't like that. Yeah. That's just me. They're trying to get away from that whole image toward women in comics, and then you call something bombshells. Because we all know what bombshells are. Right. And what they refer to. Sure. You want to get that negative uh, connotation toward women away in comics, and then you call something bombshells and draw these ladies on the cover. I don't agree with it, but it's not my thing. All right. Understandable. Uh, Mr. Mike? Cool concept. The art's, the art's pretty cool. Um, but like Curtis, I'm not real big on anthologies either. But for what it is, I'll agree with a three. All right. Uh, Barry? I agree with Curtis, three. I like the art. All right. It's pretty to look at. Yeah. No, it's, it is, yeah. I think, I think the only thing that I didn't like was that the the last two girls, the Supergirl and, and her friend, like their hairstyle, it's right for the time. Mm -hmm. But it makes them look almost too identical. Right. right? So, but... The first story is with uh, with Kate and uh, Maggie. See, and I love a league of their own, and that's like, you know. yeah. well done. Anyhow, sorry. Hey, Ross, you got a score for the book? Uh, three. Right on, my boy. Good job, Ross, from the from the deep back. It's not quite the same as the deep south, but you know. The real deep back. <laughs> right? Something different. <laughs> Shut up in the corner. Ah. Okay, um, you know, I give it a three also. Like, it's, it, Marguerite's really jazzed about it when we talked to her out in Denver. Um, of course, she should be. I like the way they make Kate look. I like the costumes. The whole bombshell, like, the looks for them, I think are awesome. I'll give you the whole misogynistic blah da blah da blah that everyone's yippity about all over the place. And then you have bombshells happen, which is, I think is cool. But then you also have over an image at Kelly Sue's book. And it's like... But at the time... Back right. when, like, this image was popular, that was risque, too. Oh, yeah. Now they can wear eye patches on their nipples. Right, it's completely fine. And nobody's going to bat an eye anymore. Yeah, it's a totally different kind of thing. Well, because it's an eye patch. Hey, it's almost <laughs> like you did it on purpose. Anyway, um, the art's really good. Like like you guys said, I mean, I don't know. I don't like digital first books, period. So That's because you don't like digital crap, period. Oh, uh, it's not true. I like Dave. Yeah, but that came in print, too. Eventually, yes. They are doing a volume, too. Did you buy Dave when I it was did. online? No. Well, no, see? That's you wouldn't, true. You okay. wouldn't buy it, period, unless it was out on print. Okay, okay. Now, you really I, duly noted, sir. I, I totally agree with him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like having a book, too. Yeah, no. Like, when you get the Kickstarter crap, right. you know, and it's like, well, we got a PDF. Well, I'm going to get the physical copy. Right, no, so that's me, too. Same thing. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to Guardians of Nowhere, number two. Does that sound like a... All right. So Guardians of Nowhere takes place during Secret Wars, which over in Marvel, if you're not aware of what's happened, um, the 616 and the uh, 1610 universe of, and every other universe in the middle have been destroyed. All that remains is Battle World, which is ruled by Doctor Doom. There's a short pitch of that. Jesus, man. What? No, not you. Oh. The whole... The whole premise of it, it's just... It's actually really good. It's better than it's, it sounds. It's, it's better, better than PC, it sounds. I know that. Well, yeah, that's true. Dude, the story-wise, the, the pitch from me just now is a short version of it. No, I know. I know. Okay. I know you're not a complete dipped. Well, it depends on who you ask. Well, you're asking me, so I guess okay. I would agree with myself that you are. Oh, all right. <laughs> not, not a complete dipped. That's... <laughs> Thank you, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the writer of this one's Brian Michael Bendis. 
Um, artist is Micah Diodato. 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 There we go. That's how you say it. Um, Guardians of Nowhere. Basically, we're dealing with the Guardians of the Galaxy characters. Granted, it is a slight skew from what we're used to, just because of Secret Wars stuff. Um, this is the second book of the series, and we get at the very end of the first book, we want to be a character. Character that was called uh, Yatat. Yotat. It's Y O. T A T, so Yotat, Yotat, something like that. Pick one. We're gonna go with Yotat. <laughs> Yotat. And, uh, up to this point, we as the audience, I don't think, have any clue who he actually is. The way Book Two starts gives us a flashback of him prior to being the version of him we see in the first issue. So it's almost like a backstory kind the of thing. Characters know who he is. Um, Drax Destroyer has met him. Rocket has met him, but they don't know. More than just having met him? No. This backstory stuff... It, so they know as much as the reader does. They know as much as the reader does when they meet him. Um, they have had one other... In the very first book, they, they've had a meeting with him before, so technically it's the second meeting. But as far as like knowing his origin, no. None of that. Drax fought him once before, that's it. So, in the second book, we wind up finding out more about him prior when he was... Because when we meet him in the first book, he's very Hulk or Draxy. He's very big... <laughs> A lot of, uh... Draxy. That's, I that's think that's a good term. <laughs> He's very Drax-ish. That's what I call Drax. I see him. Well, that's just What's up, Draxy? Like, no, Draxy! Yeah, yeah, on the down low! The Destroyer? Oh, when you're friends, you know. Yeah. Right. seven this. Right. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Right. We're not in California. Not, well, you know. <laughs> so... Uh, or the FP. His, his look in... In the FP's where it would be, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> the look of him... Is very uh very like Drax, but with a bunch of technology stuff like get guns and armor and a crazy visor thing. Anyway, when we see him as a kid, or we see him not as a kid, younger, he's very normal. He's almost Star Lordish, but with more like skater hair. So I kind of wonder if maybe he's actually supposed to be their version, their world's version of Star Lord, maybe. And he's kind of smuggler. Um, what's going on in the very beginning is he's found a cache of weapons that used to belong to the collector, and he's taken uh, his his boss's, what do you call when you rival businessman? Is that how you would call it? Because it's not his boss. His boss, he doesn't believe, can take over and rule nowhere, the place, which nowhere, if you haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, man, I did completely skip this. If you haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, nowhere is a giant celestial head floating in space that has a city inside of it. That's where all these people live. In the giant head city. Oh, too much sometimes. Sometimes it's not intentional, man. It probably is a rival business. Yeah, rival businessman. Yeah. Rival gang. Anyway, and, and this is uh, Giogo, and he's blue, so he's basically Yondu, I think, except with a different name. Without the whistle. Right, without the whistle. Anyway, so he's taking him to basically sell him all the uh, collectors ill-gotten gains and whatnot and in the process he wants to get into that their gang he wants them to abduct make him part of their group that their gang their gang oh, okay. their their group okay. he wants to be on jago's team he doesn't want to be on his current boss's team Jago. so he feels like this will get him in with the group which all it really does is get him shot and then blown up and left for dead it's usually what happens to scoundrels generally speaking yes unless you're han solo but right well he's been left for dead a couple times He's been shot a couple times. He's been too. shot a couple times too. 
So, uh, yeah, in the process, we wind up seeing the orb. If you remember the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the orb at the beginning? No, nope, don't remember the Yeah, you do. You're, you're full of it. We see something that looks like the orb explode, and then the next time we see our... Uh, Yat Yatat Yotat Yat Yotat. He is the big hulking version of himself with all the armor. And he's basically come to get revenge on Jago, and he kills the hell out of him. And that's when he runs into Rocket Raccoon. And Rocket Raccoon, who is drinking in the bar, talking, telling tales of his great adventures, um, is interrupted, and then everyone in the back gets murdered. And Rocket's like, or Rocket first approaches the guy. He's like, "What are you doing?" And Yotat's like, "Hey." I'm going to rule nowhere now because all these guys are dead. That should make you happy. And he's like, you want a job? Which, to Rocket's response is, well, you just killed them to become them, so no. And he shoots him in the crotch. Huh. Like, point blank in the crotch, which is freaking hilarious. Does he say, bam, murdered you? Not in that one, no. Yeah. First book he did a couple times. Um, this time, the shot to the crotch is not quite the same thing. And Yotat's not affected by it at all. That's because his junk's on his knees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that turns into a fight for a minute. And in during the brawl, he basically winds up beating Rocket to where he's to the point where you just end Rocket. And uh, in the process of that, Drax shows up and whops him and uh, basically saves Rocket. And they leave Yotat outside, now defeated by Drax. And the Nova Corps shows up, presumably because of all the trouble he caused killing up, blowing up the bar. And uh, Drax and Rocket both decide they should make a hasty retreat in order to not get picked up by the Nova Corps. And Nova Corps is, like, the way they're set up, we've got Iron Man on there, um, a female Nova, uh, Moon Dragon, um, Venom, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Quasar, and then uh, Captain Marvel are all part of this Nova Corp group. And uh, they basically take Yotat into custody. And we assume we won't ever see him again. Then we cut to present time. And present time is when he showed up and basically wrecked Mant Mantis's house. And beat the crap out of Drax. Slapped around Rocket. And uh, he's in the process of fighting Gamora. Which doesn't go so good for Gamora. And we'll leave it at that because after that the next part of the battle is probably going to explain... Well, there's supposed to be five parts, so I assume whatever whatever's happened to Gamora will learn for sure in the next book. <laughs> I'm guessing that'd be a good assumption. You know, I'm going to say maybe. Um, Book-wise, you know, I I give it a, I give it a I give it a three. I mean, the art's okay. It's it's not it's not bad. I mean, the first book we want to deal with Angela, and uh, she basically shows up as one of the Asgardian uh, protectors, one of the Thors or the Thor guard. And uh, they deal with her pretty... They, I mean, the first book, she fights Drax pretty good. So Drax is already pretty beat up when he starts fighting Yotat the second time. Uh, in the present time. Because he, he already fought Gamora, or fought Angela for, I don't know, a better part of half that book. But yeah, it's interesting enough. Um, I'm interested to see how they wind up making the other characters fit. Because it seems to me like Yondu and what I think is Star-Lord is, is who Yotat actually is. Just with a different name for whatever reason. Anyway, um, Robbie, got a score for the book? Um, yeah, I'd probably give it. I'd probably give it a three as well. I like where it's going so far. It's nice to see the the classic Guardians. Um, I don't think he shows up in the second book, but the first book we actually get to see Cosmo there for a second. So it'd be kind of cool to see if they show him up again. 
Um, yeah, three. Yeah, we have Mantis in there too, who's from the previous run of Guardians as well. Yeah, right. She is slightly different, but she basically looks the same and seems to have the same abilities for the most part. Yeah, is Bug in there anywhere? Not yet. I wonder if that's Yotat. I don't think so. Be crazy. Got transformed into. It. Maybe. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be weird. He doesn't say tick though. No. Yeah. Uh, it was Roth. I'd give it a three and a half. I like the Guardians and the art looks really cool in it. And looks like there's some pretty funny parts. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually the first issue we get the Blam murder you. Murder you all your faces. Yeah. yeah. Blam murder all your faces. Awesome. Uh, Curtis. <clears throat> you know I've been a big fan of Mike Diodato for a long time, but the more work he does, the more it looks rushed. And I think it's because it's on uh, digital now, so we can go a lot quicker. Oh, God. Bendis is Bendis. You either hate him or he's bowel movement Bendis, so. <laughs> uh, God. You know it. Are those the only two choices? Yes. Either you hate him or... Um, I, I've never had a problem with Bendis, really. He does like to do a lot of work and like to talk like I am right now and just take up a lot of time. Uh, I don't know. I'll give it a three and a half like Ross. I think it's good. I think it's going to go a good place. Um, knowing exactly what happens next issue may change my mind. But right. We'll give it a look-see. Okay. Mr. Mike? Well, having read most of the Guardian stuff, um, I'll agree with a three and a half. I mean, the art doesn't look quite like it's you'd finished. expect, but uh, it's passable. Oh, well, better than passable, but uh, the story's pretty cool so far. So, cool. Mrs. Barry. Well, all I know about the Guardians of the Galaxy is from the movie, right? And Rocket Raccoon was my favorite character. Understandable. It's a good choice. Him and Drax. Both good choices. So, and I think it's a cool story. I give it like a three. Right. If it's any consolation, Barry, none of us know who Yotat or that other guy are. Yeah, Jago. Is that actually his name, that other guy? It might as well be. It might as well be. So you're probably in the same place we are. Yeah. Because if Yotad is Star-Lord, which is a guess from me, Yondu or Geo, 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 I can't remember what his name is now. Jago. He's blue and looks very much like Yondu does in the movie. So I have to assume that's who he's actually supposed to be. What is Yotad backwards? Uh, Tatoy. Key Tatoy, yeah. Tatoy? Just doesn't, I thought Star about that too. Maybe it's a Jackson. Oh wait, that's Latoya. That's, that's Tito. Oh yeah, my Tito, bad. Tito, <laughs> different. Okay then, uh, so let's move on to Gears and Bones? Sure. Probably want to tell me a story about rabbits with guns? About Gears and Bones? Yeah. Alright. So Gears and Bones just kind of starts in a... It doesn't really give a whole lot of like backstory for what's going on. It begins musing about how immortals tend to not think of the problems of mortals and that they would rather wait for decay and how mortals kind of feel like gods are just waiting to die. And so that's kind of how we begin it as we are introduced to our main character, which I believe is actually called Littlefoot. Huh. Uh, if, if it's not his name, he gets called it a lot. <clears throat> So, which is possible because the guy who's calling him doesn't like him very much. He was a mean childhood nickname. It's possible. It's possible. And he is a rabbit guy, so a little foot might be might be a pretty bad put down. I don't know. <laughs> but he's supposed to be um, 
it sounds like he's going to make some kind of an attack on this city. And our splatter page, we actually pull back and we find out the city is built on top of a dragon. So there's like a sleeping dragon there with all the city built on top of its flesh. And one of the things he did talk about in the early half of the book is he's pretty sure that dragons are immortal. And so they just wait around for decay. So... But um, as he's heading back into the town here, there's a bunch of creatures waiting in ambush for him. Led by a guy that is like some kind of nebulous cat creature. I'd say maybe he's like a, like a bobcat. I think that's a pretty fair assessment, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's got a little extra fur on top of his ears. Well, he recognizes him, and evidently Littlefoot is wanted in this part for uh, some kind of murder that he committed. And it sounds like this guy is like, even though he's maybe the sheriff in the town, he's kind of a thug. And so they manage to overpower him, knock him out, and uh, as they're taking him to uh, wherever he's going to be, uh, wherever he's going to be interrogated, we kind of see uh, a little flash of his past and how his, uh, his mother evidently may have died in childbirth and just left him in the street. She evidently didn't have a very good reputation. So he kind of comes from a dark place. But evidently he's always had one broken eye. That's like, a, like a coin. kind of disturbing to look at a it little bit. It's a little weird. Um, whenever Littlefoot comes to, he's uh, locked up in uh, what looks like a prison cell. And there's like a snake guy and the... Uh, whatever cat creature. It was a bobcat maybe are there, and we find out that he's wanted evidently for crimes against the crown, for both theft and piracy, and then the murder of some lady. And the bobcat guy makes it more than evident that he probably killed her and ate her. So, yeah, the snake guy basically tells him, like, well, you could get away with this and not have to face any of these crimes if you do this for me. And as, like, the bobcat guy gets more angry with him, he sends him out of the room. And, uh, the lizard guy starts telling us, basically, the story of how the world's starting to become in the chaos. And there's going to be this war, and the person who's in charge isn't doing anything about it. So, something has to change. Something has to change before we have a full-on war. And they kind of show us bits and pieces of society before we wind up having a full-blown bar riot basically outside this door, which we wind up finding out the whole like prison area that he's supposedly locked in is actually the back room of a bar. So it makes uh, whatever they were doing super shady. We wind up having somebody smashing the door in this drunken bar fight, and before long it winds up being uh, other members of Littlefoot's, I guess, pirate group come to save him. Yeah, they're looking to try to rescue him. And as they uh, rescue him from this tavern-type place, we have this whole conversation with the the serpent guy, and uh, actually, like a, it was almost like a mural of a dragon, so I don't know if he's actually talking to the spirit of the city or what. But he manages to catch up with Littlefoot before they escape. And he basically tells him, like, you know, didn't you wonder why you were so easily rescued? Like, we set this in motion. And if you want to have clemency, if you want to be free of this wanted debt, all you have to do is, uh, you know, kill the king, which is evidently his father. 
And that's kind of where they like in the story. So could be could be pretty crazy. It's pretty fast-paced first issue. Um, our kind of is interesting. It kind of bounces back and forth between how anthropomorphic they like to have the character being. Littlefoot's got some interesting designs. His broken eyes, disturbing at times. I like the big city dragon thing. I think that's pretty cool. Um, probably give it two and a half. It's actually it's pretty neat. It's a good setup issue, but I think it's got a little way to go before it's going to be like a like a full on story. Sure. But it's definitely a cool book. It's a, it's a good starting spot. Right on. Uh, Mr. Ross, anything about Gears and Bones? Um, you know, I'd probably give it a two and a half, too. I like the anthropomorphic animals thing. Uh, like Rob said, it sounds like there's a little bit more setting up to do, I guess. The uh, story seems kind of cool, but... It's still pretty early, and from a small company that we don't have any background from. Yeah, exactly. The story itself is very... Well, they've got a lot of setup to do to to go with this, because, I mean, it's kind of its own unique world, so... And the designs and stuff for the characters do look really cool, though. Yeah. You know, I might give it a three, actually. Right. Probably push it up a little bit. Cool. Uh, Mr. Uh, Barry? He's right Hi. there. Well, I like the art. On the cover page. Sounds like a cool story. I don't know. It doesn't really sound like my thing. Cool, though. It does have some, like, fantasy-type elements in there. I actually expected a little bit more steampunk right? with the title. And there's certain elements, like there's the little flying vehicle with the bug wings that's yeah. in there. But, like, it seems more... Uh, Straight fantasy. It seems like more fantasy than steampunk, yeah. Well, how so. does it compare to uh, Jeremy Dill? Oh... Yeah, the higher... Um, Skyward. Skyward. Skyward? Um, Skyward's a lot of fun. I'd say this is a much more serious story. This is like a Conan, whereas that was a Beastmaster. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be unfair to say. Yeah. Um, I also think that Skyward... Skyward had a lot of different types of races and stuff. And I wouldn't say that it was like trying to wow you with the different races. But it was introducing a lot of different races pretty quickly. I think in... In this world, even though everything is animals, I don't think that there's like any different races. I think they're all just one race, just kind of like different animals. Autumn Lands or Tooth and Claw. Yeah, I can see that. But less less on the magical side, but more of the action side. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that being a thing. I didn't read it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to. That's why I left. Oh, gotcha, okay. Yeah. Oh. That's the only reason, because I don't want it to spoil. Right, right. Um. I shouldn't leave it on the I don't think Mr. Mike read it. No. Actually, I know he didn't. He didn't get it. Okay. Uh, so. So. That's. <laughs> no, not the same thing. What's that guy's name from that movie? I don't remember. No, the, uh. Big Trouble Little China. Oh. Action. 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 Yeah. The actor? Don't know. Don't know. Hey, Mike, you didn't read the uh, Gears and Bones, did you? That's a shaking of his head from the back room. What? That's right. Put the words. Want to do deadly, deadly class now? Uh, yes. Mike, let's do deadly, deadly class. Deadly class number 15. I gotta go. No, you don't. It sleeps for the week.
Gotta get up early. They're killing me. Do it real quick. Be a sport, Mike. Be a sport. We've already got the sweater on this one. What? Sports sweater? Sports sweater. Sorry. Sometimes I don't understand what he's talking about. I got it. Yeah. See? Yeah, okay. And usually we don't we don't we never get each other's jokes. Yeah. So <laughs> something's wrong with the planets tonight. Yeah. It's like a rabbi and a Jew and an elephant going to a bar and I'm like, I don't understand. Why <laughs> are they riding of, the elephant? What kind of a bar serves elephants? <laughs> and then what what kind of bar serves what? Elephants? Elephants, yes. Oh my god. Special education. Mr. Mike, you want to tell us a little bit about Deadly Class before you have to punch out, sir? It's not exactly that easy to explain, but I'll do my best. All right. We don't need any backstory. Let's move forward to this issue. Okay. As best, as best we can. <laughs> it's kind of... It doesn't work that way, but... Is, is this going to be like the Mortal Kombat thing? No, 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 no. This is basically about an assassin school, and our main character is named Marcus. It's a teenager living on the streets whose parents were taken out by a rather heavy person falling off of a bridge and landing on his parents. <laughs> it's a pretty good backstory, it's true. <laughs> but he gets recruited into this assassin school, this underground assassin school, by this chick that he kind of ends up having a thing for. T-H-A-N-G? Uh, yeah. But then he takes interest in this other chick and they hook up and it's... Anyway. Uh, the chick he ends up hooking up with, her Her family was murdered by a drug cartel in Mexico. And they kidnap her and raise her as their own. They send her to the school. Well, she had always planned to take them out. And the son of the drug cartel kingpin that, that abducted her caught her with this dude so she uh, chopped off his head which she'd always planned on doing anyway while they found out about it came after him chased him down and in the, and in the, in the midst of all this one of the one of them gets killed long story short they try to cover everything up they get through it all and this chick goes to the headmaster tries to explain to him the disappearance of the other the other kid that died. He already knows and failure is punishable by death. So he takes her out. The others don't know about it. Our main character is freaking out because she's disappeared. He thinks the other chick is responsible because she's jealous. So this other chick is, is started dating his best friend. Somebody else within the school knows about what they did because they went out on their own and took on this cartel. And uh, he threatens to expose them. And at the end of the issue, <clears throat> it shows that his best friend's been strung up and murdered. So in the midst of all this, he's freaking out. He's, on, he's taking drugs. He's losing his mind. So that's where it ends, with his friend being strung up like that. So... Overall, this this book has been crazy. Um, assassin school drugs. There's a lot of drug trip stuff in here. The art is crazy. The coloring is what makes it 
different. It does have a pretty cool palette. Who writes that thing? Rick Remender. Who's the artist? Is it Wes Craig? Yes. And it's the, the coloring, though, is what's really unique. Charles Boyd? No, Jordan Boyd, I'm guessing. It is. Yep, Jordan Boyd. Yeah, the coloring is, it's, it's, it's nuts. This book is crazy. It's, it, you have to kind of have to read it from the beginning, though, to, to you can't just something you can't really just jump in. I guess you could. Take, it might take you a little while, but it's been a great book. So I would, uh, I would give this particular issue a three and a half because it's, uh, it's kind of slowed down a little bit. Not, the whole issue was about him freaking out, but usually there's a lot more action. I give, I give it a three and a half. The whole series is a five? Yeah, I'd say so. Oh. Uh, Mr. Barry, you got a score for the Deadly Class? I missed all of it. I don't know what's going on. That's understandable. I think you'd it actually sounds like, like this Sounds like Fear and in Las Vegas. Well, Except this is all comic book Moments of it. I think you'd actually like Reagan? this one. Yep. Just because of what it is. Is he hallucinating? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's all doped up. Ronald Reagan's talking to him. Right there. It's been pretty good. Like Ronald it, Reagan in an astronaut suit. With a, a Russian... Yep. <laughs> wow. It's pretty awesome. Um, Book-wise, like like I said, I, it's, a, it's a really good series overall. Um, I'm a little behind on it, just in general, so I have no idea we got to this point with the strong-up friend at all. But prior to, like maybe five issues back, it was still really good. And story-wise, the characters are interesting. It, it really kind of, I don't know, whenever you're doing this, it's supposed to be during the 80s, at least in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then we move forward a little bit. And, like, just the way everything's done in the world, it's very 80s-esque. It's kind of cool the way it fits. It's, it fits very well. It seems like each of them has a specialty, too. Right. Well, yeah, each of the characters, just like any, like, assassin team would be. You've got right. your different abilities and whatnot. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's been a fun book. Um, I give it a three in general. But, yeah, I haven't read this one issue. Uh, Rob, have you read where you have the dead of the class? I'm a ways back, but from from what this issue sounds like, it sounds like it's continued to keep being a strong title, so I'd still give it a three. I think I've enjoyed the story so far. It'll be interesting to see where he's going with it in the end. Or if it's just kind of going to go as long as he can keep it going. Right. But I, I, from where I was at, it sounded like he had a pretty good plan, so... I think he's still probably on that, so I'd give it a three. Right he, on. He definitely nails the 80s, too. That? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, the way things fit together, the way, just the way everything fits is very 80s-esque. It's weird, that, like, his time frame it works good, though. Anyway, uh, Ross, I don't know if you know the Deadly Class at all. I haven't really read any of it yet, but I've been told that I would like it. And from what I've heard, <laughs> it sounds like it's a pretty cool thing. I would probably give this issue a three. Right on. Curtis? I've been told I like it, too. You would. So I'm going to give it a three and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you know that you would like this one? I've been told I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't think it, I don't think it's the same thing. I don't know. If so, so we have, like, three valid scores? Okay. I'm not going to lie. Um, Black Science, I've lost that a lot. And this sounds like it would be more of my alley. But I love Black Science. I did in the beginning, and then it got convoluted. So this this may be a good jumping on story for me. Yeah. That's okay. 
It is what it is, man. Um, alright, so we want to do, uh, the, uh, Just League Gods and Monsters. Mr. Mr. Mike going to punch out for the night? Yep, I'm out. See you later, partner. Take it easy. Yeah. Don't fall down the stairs. Yeah, I don't know why you say that. All it does is trick it. The replacements are expensive. It's not terrible. It's opposite day. It's Justice League. It's Justice League Day? Have you guys seen the Justice League Gods and Monsters film? No. Anybody? Uh, I don't want to. You haven't seen it either, Ross? How have you not seen this? Yeah. Raw slacking on the cartoons. Some common sense. Now I want to. Yeah. Oh. I want to see it, but I haven't yet. All right. So just like gods and monsters, number one. So we got Demetri's and Tim's doing the writing, and then it's Silvus who's doing the art. I'm surprised Bruce Tim isn't like writing the whole thing himself. But. So far, we've had the only thing that's really been connected with the comic books have been the variant covers. Yeah. He did a batch of variants for each of the one shots and for the main. But I actually really like the look of this. So this is actually building on top of uh, two other or three other miniseries that have already come before, where they do the histories of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman, who are all different for this story. So for the sake of getting things figured out, basically Superman is Zod. Batman is actually uh, Langstrom, who is the Man Bat, and Wonder Woman is not necessarily Diana Prince, although I don't know somebody that we can directly connect her to. She might be Ar 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 she may be Artemis. She's not. Um, but You haven't seen the movie either, have you? No. Okay, so she's... Her whole backstory comes from the... Well, I guess the issue probably deals with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, from the movie, uh, she's the daughter of Darkseid, set to marry... Um, Orion, and in the process, it winds up being treachery for Orion to kill all of Darkseid and their people. Not Orion, All Father to kill everyone. So she's actually the daughter of a bad wedding. Reverse that. Orion is the son of Darkseid. All Father, it's his daughter. They set up a marriage between the daughter and Orion in order to be on Apocalypse to kill Darkseid Dark and everybody there. Of course, she's not real happy about it after the fact because she finds out she loves Orion, and, and then she winds up running away after everyone's dead. Sounds Save with like, all father and everyone else. Sounds like my big fat apocalypse wedding. Kind of, yes. Oh, hey. <laughs> so she's actually from Apocalypse. Well, from uh, New Genesis. But New Genesis wedding. By way of Apocalypse. Okay. So she's entirely different. All right. Well, it, the main meat of this story winds up being a professor who has found a way to uh, upgrade humanity. Basically, he, he's found a way to stop the degeneration of human tissues and make people basically like gods. Uh, at this point, he's perfected the process with three people, and he believes that it could be utilized around the world. Now, he himself is kind of mysterious because he appears in, in places on video screens and has like, life-size holograms, but we don't really see a physical him. And we kind of feel at first like that might just be a um, like kind of a ruse, like he's he's too famous to show up anywhere. Um, the story is actually being told all from Lois Lane's perspective, and she's not really down with any of the super beings, and so her narrative is actually very dark. And there's a lot of times where we'll be seeing what's really going on, and her narrative will be kind of contrary to that. But she wasn't. Uh, she didn't believe the Superman was ever here to 
to help us from the beginning when he first appears. And unlike Clark Kent's Superman, um, the Zod Superman is very much like you. He likes the limelight. He wants people to know that he's powerful, and he feels that, you know, if you break the law, then you deserve death. Which is much what Wonder Woman seems to believe. Although she does a little bit more heroic stuff and tends to be shyer around the camera community and whatever. Now, Batman, on the other hand, is definitely a bloody vigilante. And he and Superman have already had meetings in the past. And Batman is dealing a lot with his... Uh, like, with dealing with his need for human blood. So when he's not out attacking and killing criminals, he's dealing with the daily struggle of not feeding on blood. So, where these two stories kind of come together is... The guy who's making the perfect humans kind of wants to reach out to the superhero community and ultimately gets Wonder Woman to come into his little group first. And we do find out that Superman and Wonder Woman have met and evidently have had uh, romantic relationships, which is probably like talked about in the most vulgar ways that you can talk about it. You know, babe. That's what I like. All rats. Yeah, 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 actually, completely like that. Uh, which ultimately like turns out to their relationship being basically one of convenience, whatever Wonder Woman feels like it, usually. It's kind of like uh, Ultraman and Superwoman. Yeah, very much, yeah. Where it's... There's... They just do it because they can. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Let's see that being a thing. Not because they like each other or want to be together, they just do it because they can. Yeah. Which evidently, like, soups, in this case, feels like everyone should want him, so... Hmm. But... He's a Don Juan Dillonooch. There you go. But, uh, he doesn't believe what, what the Doctor has to say about, you know, these upgraded people. And so he kind of starts setting Batman on the course of finding out what's really going on while he visits him in person. When we get there, we wind up finding out that he's uh, upgraded more people. And these people that have been all upgraded are basically donning themselves as new gods. And they all have new special abilities, and they even have like their own whiz wagon and everything from the uh, the new gods kind of storyline. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of dealing with riots and stuff that are breaking out that a lot of times are actually breaking out in, situa- in, in areas where they feel like this upgrade is beyond, like, the average person. And so people are upset that, you know, they're becoming like gods, and so it's a religious thing, and they're upset that, oh, well, we as the underclass will never be, you know, given this treatment, so let's riot, you know? Uh, there's all sorts of different reasons for it. Well, they're kind of quelling those, and a lot of times, some well, at least in the case that we see, the characters have enough of power that they can actually wipe the memory of the people that are rioting anyways. And so a lot of times they don't even remember why they were rioting. But this uh, this professor, after a meeting with Superman and Wonder Woman, believes that he can actually use the process to upgrade them, and they could be, like, even more of a super being than they already are. And we kind of reveal the Doctor's whole situation, which is actually trapped in this chair. His body is degenerating. Evidently, he has a general. He has a genetic defect that won't allow him to be put through the plus program. And he kind of is really trying to sell very hard that this is like the answer to humanity. That when everyone is a Superman, 
we'll all be able to live in peace or whatever. And that over time, everybody will have the ability to go through this process. Um, Superman, it's actually his arrogance that kind of is like, makes him not want to be a part of this. And I'm pretty sure that Wonder Woman gives him a Mickey. And takes him to bed, and then he wakes up in the chamber being experimented on. Oh, what's a Mickey? Well, that's where you uh, you get something in your drink. Oh, wait. And you pass out. Rufalin. And, uh, and you wake up and you're sore. I don't like what Superman has... Was it made out of kryptonite? It's hard to say. It's like, hard to say. I'd like them to go into more detail about that. Yeah, well, they don't, they don't, really, uh, they don't really get into it. Maybe, his, maybe his in issue two. physiology may be different. Yeah, it's funny. Possible. Could be magic. She could have yeah. used her magic on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't actually give him a drink, but uh, she uses another technique. So... But there, there is a bit of uh, a it's Batman. Like an superhero. It's got some moments. It's like this. It definitely is not, you know, children. Very readers. fun revving. Well, I think for this one, it is rated teen, so definitely not for the kids, unless your <laughs> unless your kids a teen. All right, Rob, you want to score the? Uh... Well, the score of the book there, the Kesley Gods and Monsters. It's definitely a crazy book. It's not. It's not bad. I like the artwork for it. It's got some neat little tie-ins to the rest of the DCU. Um, it's odd that we use the names of Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman when these characters are so different. But um, I don't know. I, I can give it a three. I mean, it's it's pretty solid as stories go, actually. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it from here. So. Right. Uh, Kurt? When they went to the New 52, did they get rid of the Elseworld stuff? Originally they did, but Convergence evidently reopened Elseworld. Now, I say that, but they had Earth 2 since the beginning of the New 52. But the old stuff had the Elseworlds logo. Right. Do we have this on this? No. Okay. No, they just expect you to know that it's an Elseworld story. Well, I, I don't like that they are using Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. They could have done a totally different story without that, but then it could have gone to any publisher. Yeah, uh, true. I don't like I don't like it at all. I refuse to watch the movie for some stupid reason because I'm a dumbass. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a two. Mm-hmm. It's just not my bag. But Bruce Tim came out of retirement. He's not. He, no, you know, you of all people should. <laughs> yeah. No. no I, I don't have a problem with Bruce Tim. He just doesn't like having anybody ask him questions. Alright, I'll change my score. No, you're good. One and a half. Okay, well, in that case... <laughs> I agree, I don't like it at all. I don't like that they're using Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. I mean, kids read this. This ain't, this ain't a kid's story. Well, not all books are made for children, Barry. Well, I know, but they think of Superman and they think of, oh, I'm going to stop crime, not I'm going to get a he does wear a trench coat and have a beard. Look at his fashion from Wonder Woman and superhero old fashion. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious, actually. Good job. That was, that was awesome. But that, I, I think they should have changed him. I don't like that it's then. They could have gone the Frank Miller route and did like the Black Terror or whatever that book was. Yeah, he's forced to do that though. He didn't want to. I know, but just because it's Bruce Tim, he gets carte la blanche over everything. Well, or, or Watchmen style. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, something in that vein where you don't okay. associate the names with the people. Yeah, I can see you more. Yeah, Watchmen would maybe, maybe make it fit better. If it had an Elseworlds logo on it, i feel a lot better about it. Like, I didn't mind the movie. I thought the movie's fine. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be interested to see, see some more of it. 
mean, the way the world fits together around him is crazy. But it's just, it's an Elseworld, and that's what it should be titled as. From what I'm hearing, this is not following the film. No. This is like a, a story continuing it's a, maybe afterwards. It's like a, I don't know if it's supposed to be before or after the movie. I don't know timeline where, where it is, but it's almost like another adventure aside to the movie. Did they seem like they knew each other in the movie? Or oh, yeah. Okay, so... They were already the Justice League by then. Okay. I don't think they were the Justice League yet in this story, but it's hard to say, because like I said, I mean, it's, it's being told from Lois's mind. You know what I'm so. going to say? Being it's written from Lois Lane's point of view makes it hard to know that for sure, yeah. but the fact that they're still talking about Wonder Woman and Superman having a relationship in the animated, it's supposed to be after that is done. Okay. So I'm going to say the animated is after this. Okay. And this is sense. all before that. Couldn't they have just done a crime syndicate book? Yeah. And have it be the same thing? Except that the problem with the crime syndicate is they're not. There's nothing good about the crime syndicate. Neither they don't want. Well, these these characters don't. They're not bad. I mean, Batman. Yeah, he's afflicted by vampirism. But the crime syndicate in their own time, they're not considered that bad. But they're not good for anybody. They Doesn't don't do matter. anything helpful. I think they could have skewed it because that's all been changed anyway. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. To fit the needs of the story. I, I would like to see a crime syndicate story, actually. I think that would be awesome. But but that's that's my main complaint about it. They have these characters already. Why can't we just use them? Hmm. So. Yeah, and the CSA, the CSA has been used for good as well in DC proper before. Hmm. Before the New 52. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it, it. I don't know if it really hurts the book if they if they had different names, but you know, they don't. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Score wise, I like the movie just fine, but again, it was it's just its own thing. If it had Elseworlds logo on it, I'd be happy with it. It doesn't have Elseworlds logo, so. So what's the score? You know, <laughs> two, two and a half. I mean, it's not written poorly. The story is yeah. fairly interesting. Like, what's happening in the book's interesting. It needs an Elseworld logo. That's all. At that point, I'd give it more of a four. I mean, there's a lot of really good Elseworlds books out there. Resident Superman, Speed, Speeding Bullets, Gotham by Gaslamp, Thrill Kill. I mean, there's a lot of good Elseworlds books out there. This would fit just fine with those. It wouldn't be as good as, like, Red Sun, but Red Sun's pretty epic. Mm -hmm. And it stood the test of time, which is where all of its fellowship comes from. This guy could be like that. It's just that we were not far enough in to know that yet. But the fact that it doesn't carry Elso's logo, it, I don't I don't like that. So two and a half. Um so we wanna do some books to watch. Uh Rob. Sure. Um there's actually gonna be a ton of Marvel coming out here pretty soon. Um there's a lot of talk about different video game titles going over to um, Archie, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that, but the conclusion of Secret Wars is going to be fantastic. I'm um, really excited to see what Doctor Strange is going to be like when we get through that, and, and the Extraordinary X-Men as well, so looking forward to a lot of those titles. Alright. Uh, Mr. Curtis? <clears throat> well, the creators of Rocket Girl are going to have a new Marvel book called oh. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. So I think that'll be okay. I don't want it personally, but I think it'll be a good read. Hey, what's the book called? Moon Girl and <laughs> Devil Dinosaur. Interesting. Okay. And it's going to be the Rocket uh, Brian Montclair and no Brandon Montclair, right? And Amy Reader. Okay. So 
What happened to the devil? Or what happened to Moon Boy? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. She's going to be Moon Girl this time. Hmm. Okay. Um, she doesn't look like a monkey either. Oh. So. Well, taking the easy way out. Yeah. Because <laughs> she wear a monkey suit? Probably. That would be, be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Spirit, keep an eye out for that. Dan Scotty's doing the art. Um, Matt Wagner's writing it, so I think that'll be good times. Uh, issue one's out. I don't know if issue two dropped. No, issue two came out. Oh, issue two came out. Yeah. yeah. Um, is Dan already working on that series? Dan's doing the interiors. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to take another look at it. Uh, I think that's about it. I, 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 I. Okay. Is that the remix? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that, that's uh, yeah. I can't think of anything else. All right. Barry, you got any books over there? I got nothing. Colder. 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 Yeah. Colder. There's going to be a, a, There's gonna be a new third, series. Yeah, third, third, third installment. It's going to be awesome. Colder's really good. Nimble Jack's back. Like me some Nimble Jack. It's true. I wonder if Swivel's going to be in there. I don't remember what happened to Swivel. He died. Yeah. Did he? Well, I don't. I don't think we'll see Swivel again, but I didn't think we'd see Nimblejack again. Right. Swivel gave me the creeps. Like, hey. even, even more than Nimblejack. The crazy fingers? Oh, yeah, man. Weird. And Nimblejack's just a demented joker, if you can wrap right. your head around that one. <laughs> Supernatural dimension. Right. Demented. Joker's just... I mean, he's, like, the perfect supervillain anyway, and then you add, like, powers to it, and he just... It's insane. Right. Cool. Powers of coercion. Coercion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. Good word. Coercion. is a good word. Yeah. Just, it's, it's cool. <laughs> I like these some nimble jack. Right on. Um. Well, yeah. Like like Rob was saying, there's a bunch of Marvel stuff getting ready to come out. I say watch for uh, all new Wolverine. Just because I like X twenty three. I'm just to see what that winds up actually being. Um. Keep, keep. If you're not reading Revival, you really should be. I mean, it's great. Um, twisted, horror, horror, horror esque comic. It's good. Whoa. Not what you were thinking, or the horse head god. Man. Anyway, um, I feel like there was something that I saw in the new previews I was pretty happy about, but now I can't remember what it was. Says so do us any good at all. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's. I'm gonna call it. That's what it's all I got. I don't know. Uh, it's warm and it's it's it's, it's summer. Yep. Anything else? Is that it, lads? I think I think that's it. That's all. Let's make some cabbage. Stroke your mustache over there. That's freaking weird. <laughs> all right. Tiki. 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 There you go. Domo. Domo Garcia. Domo Garcia. Waka-za, waka-za. Domo Garcia.